0: Ask him to dwell in this place today in every heart, in every soul. Father, we ask your presence today, Lord. What an honor it is to be able to be in your house. But, Lord, without your presence, Lord, we're nothing, God. We ask you to come and dwell in each one of us today and move in a mighty way. Lord, you see every need today. Heal the sick. Bind up the brokenhearted. Set the captive free, Lord. Move in a mighty way. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Praise His holy name, Amen. We have a good lesson today. Uh, going to be uh, reading from Second Samuel, the ninth uh, chapter, verses one through thirteen, and then we'll be going over to Romans, the twelfth chapter, uh, the eighth chapter, verses twelve through fifteen. Several scriptures, but I guess we have to read them to get the whole picture that the lesson is trying to give to us. Amen. 2 Samuel 9, 11, and 9, 1 through 11. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Makar and the son of Amiel in Lolabar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Makar, the son of Amiel from Lodabor. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I surely will show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertaineth to to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruit that thy master's sons may Have food to eat, but Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servants, so shall thy servants do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. Then Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelled in the house of Ziba were the servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. That word kind of gets tongue tied I heard one preacher say one time, I've named him off one time and I'm going to name the rest of him Phoebe. So if you hear me say Phoebe, you know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Amen. Romans 8, 12 uh, through 15. But therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. God bless you. may be seated this morning. Amen. The title of our lesson is Welcome to the Family. I thank God for my... Godly family, my church family, amen. I appreciate and I love my, my natural family. Uh, I had a wonderful life growing up, and I thank God for that. I thank God for my mom and dad, but I thank God for that day that that I was adopted into the kingdom of God, and God gave me a chance to become his son and to be a part of of this great family of God. Amen. amen. Our story today, within every human being is the basic need of belonging. We desire family and community. The bonds from one person to another is essential to our physical, mental, emotional health. Every, even more important is it uh, critical to our spiritual health. Can you say Amen. amen. Webster defines an uh, orphan as a child deprived by death of one or usually both parents. It also defines adoption as uh, legally made the son or daughter of someone other than a biological family. Offerings offerings hope and need to be adopted. Uh, When children lose their parents, they lose an essential connection to family. That is necessary to be happy, healthy, productive. Unless they are adopted into a loving and a nurturing home or family, they that connection may never be regained. The world orphans. I know it sounds like I'm saying offering, but I'm not. Uh, Organization reports that there are approximately 140 million orphans in the world. That means 140 million young children need a family to love them and believe in them. They need parents who will take them in regardless of where they came from. Those parents will help them focus on the future and not the past. Amen? Ultimately and ideally, these children will grow up to be healthy, happy, and productive. They, they in turn will raise children who will do the same. Just like spiritual offerings, we are all spiritual offerings. We need a spiritual family to take us in and, and nurture us. We need a father to love us, protect us, and provide for us. The Bible lets us know that God has a place uh, in his family for each of us. When we are born again, we become. Part of the largest adopted family on the face of the earth. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. I'm glad that I'm adopted into the family of God. Amen. That I'm no longer spiritually an an orphan, but I am a child of the king. Amen. I don't have to feel like I'm a nobody or nothing, and neither do you, because we are of the royal family. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are of the royal family. Mephibosheth was just a child when uh, we first see him in the scriptures. He had quite a lineage. His father was Jonathan, and his grandfather was Saul, the first king of Israel. He began life with the uh, attendant, uh, pr- attendant privileges that go with being in the lineage of the king. Now, this is, this is going to uh, tie in, it ties in, this lesson does today, of how we are adopted into the kingdom of God and how privileged we really are. Amen. And and really, really we're rich in many more ways than just money-wise. Amen. We've got a God that said, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory. And he owns it all. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I've heard somebody say one time that He owned all the hills and all the taters under those hills. Amen. So no matter what it is, God owns it all. Amen. And for that reason, I am a privileged child of God. Amen. There is nothing that my God can't do for me if I put my faith and my trust in him. Amen. Life turns difficult when Mephibosheth was only five years old. When a man came running through the gates of the city, uh, with an urgent message, he was weary and bloody from the battle that he was fleeing. As he ran into the city, he cried out, King Saul and his sons are dead. They have been killed in the battle. Pandemonium erupted in the palace. Everyone knew the enemy would be uh, far, uh, not far behind the messenger. Quickly, Mephibosheth's nurse took him to run as fast as he could or told him to run as fast as he could, but his five-year-old legs could only move so quickly. His nurse scooped him up in her arms and kept running in haste to get to safety. Something caused her to stumble and lose her her grasp on the little boy. She fell to the ground and watched in horror as he cried out uh, in extreme pain. Quickly, she discovered that the fall had paralyzed him. On that tragic day, his life changed completely. His nurse gently lifted him back up into her arms and carried him to Lolobar a small town a long way from the capital city. From there, the young boy would learn to live with a disability he never chose. Amen. We haven't chose the disability that we have, but thank God we got a father that has done something about that disability. Amen. We have no reason why we have to live in a disability, amen, when God has provided it all for us, amen, and not just in this life, but in that life to come, it's going to even get better, down here, we have problems, we still have troubles, we still have uh, afflictions, we still have pain, and all these kind of things, uh, but that's not the end of the story, amen, for years, Mephibosheth had been removed from the rest of the world until one day an expected knock came on the door. How many remember the expected knock on your heart's door? Did anybody remember that when the day that the Lord knocked on your heart door, Amen? It may have not have been somebody; it may have been through somebody, but it could have been just by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I've told my my uh, uh, my testimony several times how that God knocked on my door; nobody else did. But God knocked on my heart's door, and I did not even realize what was going on in my life. But you know what? We don't have to realize it. We can just be led by the Spirit, even though we hadn't yet received that Spirit. We'll listen to that voice. He's going to carry us to a place that we have never been before. Amen. God is trying. He is knocking on heart's door today to try to get people to come out from that bondage that they're in today. And he's got something much better for them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Aren't you glad you come out of that bondage? Amen. That old flesh didn't want to. That old flesh didn't want to, but the Spirit, there was something in here that kept pulling and pulling and pulling and leading and leading and leading, and it amazes me how God still works today, amen, how He pulls us out. And you know what? If you got children or you got family out there, don't quit praying for them. And don't get discouraged because they ain't sitting on a pew today. But God said, my arm ain't short, that it cannot save, and neither my ear heavy. If we keep crying out to God and we keep praying, God is going to do the work. Amen. He can do the work when we can't. Amen. I'm Helen telling tell me, don't ask me to go to church no more. Don't talk to me about God. I said, okay, that's fine with me, but I can talk to God about you. Come on, church, we can always talk to God. Don't let the enemy discourage you because they said, don't talk to me or don't knock on my door anymore. We can get God to knock on their door. Hallelujah. We can get God to do some talking, amen. Praise God. And when we get weary of trying to compel them to come in, it's not time to cope. It's not time to quit, but it's time to just talk to God about it. Amen. When we get tired of hearing the no, we talk to somebody that's got a hook, and he can put it in their jaw, and he can bring them out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. It's kind of like that old fish me and uh, Brother Grisham trying to catch. He keep nibbling at that, he keep nibbling at that old shad, trying to get the bait off, you know. But he keeps nibbling. He's gonna get caught. Amen. He's gonna get caught. I might have to do some jerking and I might have to put some more bait on there. Amen. But he's gonna get caught if he keeps hanging around. Amen. Quickly she discovered the fall had paralyzed him on that tragic day. For years, uh, for years must Mephibosheth uh, lived removed from the rest of the world until that day came a knock on the door. A messenger stood with orders from the king to bring Mephibosheth to the palace. The newly crowned king wanted to see him. Uh, 2 Samuel 9, we read that. Only one can only imagine the thoughts that raced through Mephibosheth's mind. What does David want with me? Does he want to take my life so I, shall, uh, so I am not a threat to him? Perhaps he thought me a threat. I can't run or fight, so I, how can I be a threat? But I, I asked another question. How many of us wrestle with that same spirit when God was dealing with our hearts? to make that decision to go to see the king. Come on, the devil, I mean the enemy and the flesh fought against me, I remember it. I remember when I was sitting on the pew, I remember when I was under conviction, how there's all kinds of excuses that not to go, not to get down there, not to give my life to God, amen. And that's what the enemy's doing today for many people and they're wrestling with the spirit, amen. It's pulling between the Holy Ghost and, and the flesh, the desires of the world. Amen. But we got to look beyond the picture, and they've got to they've got to look beyond the picture and see the the blessings that there are that God's got in store for him, And that's why God called you and I. He said, go ye into all this world and preach this gospel to every creature. Amen. He that believeth, or shall we say, he that will take a hold of this word and believe it. Amen. And is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not, shall be damned, amen, God has given us all an opportunity to take control and hear his word, not only just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word, we got to do something, God's calling us, he pushing back the darkness, amen, and so has the world, the world has got to do something, today it's not just the church uh, that's got to do their part but the world or that soul out there has got to do their part they've got to push back the darkness amen they've got to make up their mind that they've got to come to the house of God that they're going to hear the word of God or when you stop somebody in that aisle uh, in a marketplace or somewhere else and you tell them about God they've got to respond one way or the other amen but the thing about it is when We've done our part. We're, we're free from the things that they got to do. Amen. We're no longer responsible. They are responsible to take heed to the, to the gospel of God. Amen. Nobody can make us serve the Lord. Nobody can. Amen. But it's an opportunity. And if they could only realize how great an opportunity it is to be able to serve the Lord. As Mephibosheth uh, entered the palace, he bowed humbly in the presence of the king, but when he, uh, but he was surprised at King David's tone of voice. Mephibosheth did not, hear, uh, did not hear anger or animosity. David called his name tenderly and kindly. There was a hint of compassion in David's voice. I want to turn this over to Matthew, the 11th chapter, I believe it is. Verses 28 and 30, David had compassion in his voice. And that's what Jesus, you know, people, all they see is what they think are do's and don'ts in the church. But they don't realize once you get born again, it's not no do's and don'ts in the church. It's I want to do this or I don't want to do that no more. Because God changes our attitude, He changes our minds, He changes our walk. Everything. It's not a have to for me to get up on Sunday morning and come to church. Amen. It's not a have to for me to serve the Lord. It's not a have to to lend my brother a helping hand or or do whatever God's asked me to do. It is a joy. To be able to do things for God and for God's children. Why? Because I realize that I need you as much as you need me. Amen. That I may be up today and you may be down, but if I see my brother down, i I can lift him up through the, through the through the spirit and the love of God. And we never know when we're prompted to call somebody what they're going through. Amen to lift them up, to have something good to say about them. Amen. It's easy to find all our faults and our failures. If you look around, you're going to see them. But you know what? It's just as easy to see the good in people. So we need to wake up every morning not looking for the bad that I might find or not looking for somebody's fault that I might see in the church today. We're not here to push each other down. This is a family of God. We stick together no matter what happens. Amen. No matter if somebody's not just what we want them to be. Amen. We lift them up. Amen. And tell them how beautiful how handsome they are and how important they are. Because, you know, the enemy wants to make every one of us feel unimportant at times. Amen. You may not be doing everything somebody else is doing, and that's where the enemy wants to jump in there and work. He wants you to feel unimportant. I didn't do enough. I'm not good enough or whatever. God... It's alive from the pits of hell. God is not looking at all of that stuff that the enemy has put in our minds sometimes. But he is just drawing us every day. We do what we can and what we can't. God's got somebody else just in line to do what we can't. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank God. I'm glad. I am so thankful because we needed brother uh, Brother Russell and Sister Paula in this church. Amen. We needed them. Amen. And it's not just to do the work around the church. But it's the fellowship. It's the love, that desire that God put in their heart. They are one couple that has amazed me at at their growth in the Lord. Amen. And, and I've never heard them complain. I've never heard them, you know, any of that kind of stuff. They just go, and they do, and they do, and they just fell in here like they have been here forever. Amen. Amen. And I know there's times when they probably are worn out or tired or whatever, just like all of us get, but they always get up and do what God's asked them to do, whether it's through the pastor or one of us or whoever. And they're doing things that some of us maybe could do, but... If we don't, then God's got somebody else there to do it. Amen. Amen. I'm glad for that. And I'm glad for you that are here today. Not everybody can get up and speak behind the pulpit. Not everybody can sing a special. But I promise you just to look out there and see you worshiping and clapping your hand, That helps me teach this class. (laughs) You're important to me. That helps the pastor preach a little bit better, a little bit harder, a little bit. It gives him the strength to do what God has called him to do. And I want to I wanna clap my hands for the Word of God. I want to lift my pastor up, amen, and exalt him. I pray for him that God's anointing and power rest upon him, amen, that God anoint him with gifts of the Spirit to lay hands upon us every time he gets out there. I pray God give him the anointing to lay hands upon people that they be healed, that we have divine healing, divine deliverance, divine joy and peace in this house. Amen. And that God move in a mighty way. Amen. Is he a perfect pastor? Well, I think so. (laughs) He's a good one. I know that. It's going to be good, y'all. <laughs> Amen. We got the best pastor's wife that we could ever have. I appreciate him. We got the best pastor's kids that I ever seen who love the Lord and they work hard. Amen. Brother Kyler works tireless, and I appreciate him so much, and he never complains about it. We don't see the half that he does. But that's what it's all about. We are a family. Look at your neighbor and say, we are family. We are family, amen. It doesn't matter. And some of you, I look back and we got elders, and I'm not going to finish this lesson today probably, but we got elders in the church and I look at you and and I know it seems like you're not, you don't get around and you don't get to do the things you used to do. But you know what? Just seeing your face there, it encourages me. And it's a reminder of the days gone by when you did get up. And do all those kind of things that we now are doing. Amen. I, I heard somebody talking about Grammy, it, how she used to love to, to drive that tractor and that wagon on a hayride around here. I guess it was before my time. I never rode with her on a hayride. But anyway, she loves all that kind of stuff. There's Sister Sia sitting back there, a menu meal. She's got all together and, and done it all. But now she's training Sister Paula and others, sister, all of you, Sister KK and different ones are coming up and, and they're taking the, the stand. We gotta pick up the torch. I said we gotta pick up the torch. Amen. We can't let it die. Amen. Because when when we get ready to, to sit back, cause we can't do it no more. I want to see our kids pick up the torch. I want to encourage them to pick up the torch. You ain't got to worry about not being able. God will help you if you will put your trust in him. Amen. And when you can't, you still got elders on the pew that you can go to and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I get it all started? I love my family in the house of God. Amen. I don't have a mom and a dad with me anymore, but I tell you what, I sure got a great family that I run to all the time. David's next words overwhelm Mephibosheth. 2 Samuel 9 and 7 reads, And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan's sake, and he will restore thee and all all the land of Saul, thy father, and that thou Shall eat bread at my table continually. I didn't I didn't read the scriptures. I don't think out of Matthew I got to go back and read them. This is what Jesus said unto us. He said, Come unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. He's not a taskmaster. He's not somebody just running around looking for us to fall so as he can chastise us for it. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He said, For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I thank God because he lifted a load off of me one day at an altar that I just couldn't carry anymore and I look back so many times and I said Lord where would I be if it wasn't for you where would I be if it wasn't for you and even though the trials come my way still yet today and the tempters is always there trying to pull you away I thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost that he not only walks with me But he walks in me now. And when that that enemy, when the the spirit of the enemy tempts me and tests me and, and tries me, the Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. I believe that scripture, don't you? I believe that word because I've tried it and proved it many, many times. Amen. And I'm still trying it and proving it today that when I can't stand the battle, when I'm when I feel my at my weakest points, I can resist the enemy, and he has got to go. He's got to go. Amen. We will really, really never know people's stories just by looking at them. However, we know many people we encounter are hurting, and several are suffering as. Uh, Suffering as spiritual offerings, we need a compassionate heart like David that causes us to seek out those who have been injured by life. Each of us need a desire to give people a seat at our table. Amen. I've been praying lately, and, and God's been convicting me. I don't ever want to lose that compassion for souls. I don't want to ever lose that compassion to help my neighbor to do unto others as I would have them to do unto me. And sometimes we get carried away in self and in the world, uh, you know, doing our thing that we may lose compassion for others. And we, we, maybe it's because we've witnessed to them, we've reached out to them, and there's no uh, return response. But, you know, we can't afford to lose compassion for people. Because compassion is what pushes us to do what God has called us to do. When God looked over the crowd, he looked with compassion at the multitude. And he wept at times because they had nobody there to help them. And that's why he would never send them away empty-handed. Amen. I never went away empty-handed. I don't know about you, but I never went away When I pull myself up at the table of the master, I've never went away hungry. I've never went away empty-handed, but I've always been refreshed because he promised that for me. No matter what I was going through, he promised that for us. Amen. Uh, Brother Austin taught on the power of love, I think it was his last lesson he taught, and In 1 Peter 4, 9, it tells us that love covers a multitude of sins. If through love we can turn someone to God, then love will cover that multitude of sins that they've committed. Amen. His love through us will turn that life around And cause that multitude of sins that they are in to be covered by his precious blood. It may not look like there's much change going on in their lives sometimes. But our continual love and reaching out to them will finally reach deep enough that it will turn them around. Amen. Amen. That's what turned me around when I walked into that building that night, not really went there to serve the Lord, had no, had no desire to live for God. But when I was met with love, woo, Lord have mercy, something got a hold of me and turned my heart around. Nobody had to invite me the next night to go back to church or the next night, but there was something that love was drawing me back into the presence. I wanted to be back into the presence of those people that had some kind of love that I had never experienced before. Amen. The battle wasn't over. I, I, I had won over the enemy or over the flesh, but you know what? Whenever that preacher got through preaching the word that night, I was convinced that I needed to turn my life around. Amen. Others was trying to convince me that I was too young. I needed to go out and and live life up until I had got my gut full of it. I probably wouldn't have made it today. We're not promised tomorrow. Amen. People are living on borrowed time every time they wake up every day and living on borrowed time. You and I are too. If it wasn't for the church, I believe that this whole world would already be uh, uh, over with. Amen. But thank God there's some here today that are praying wait a little longer, please, Jesus. Let me get my loved ones in. We're still trying. We're still working and I believe God is honoring those prayers even though one day he's going to say it's enough. But until he does, the door is still open. Amen. And when they walk through the door, I want them to feel the love of God. That same power that drawed me in unto an old fashioned altar. Somebody that didn't know nothing about God. Somebody that ever didn't know nothing about being filled with the Holy Ghost. I didn't have to know nothing all I had to do is just say Lord here am I I repent of my sins and God took the wheel I said God took the wheel and he's still driving today amen he's still doing the work on me today I don't want him to quit I don't want him to quit convicting me Whenever I'm getting on the side of the road too close, I want him to say, Okay, son, you better move back over. You're going to have a wreck. Come on. Whenever I'm trying to take a detour that I don't need to go down, you always can't listen to everybody, and you can't listen to this phone we got sometime. We were going to Beaumont the other day, and the freeway was right up ahead of us, and that thing said turn right here, left. We turned. I said, Why are they taking us this way? I thought it was the place we were going was going to be somewhere near. We got in there, and they said, take another right. I took another right, now left. Take another left, another right. And where I ended up at was right back at the freeway that I wanted to get on in the first place. So you know what? We got a God here today that keeps us on the straight and narrow. We don't have to worry about taking all them detours because there ain't no detours on this highway. Amen. There ain't no confusion. Shouldn't be no confusion on this highway to heaven. Amen. It's a straight and a narrow path. Amen. When somebody asks us, well, how do I get to heaven, just say get on that straight narrow path. I don't care how many detours you see. I don't care who tells you to turn here or there. You don't do it. Forget the past. Amen. That's what, uh, that's what David was uh, going to help uh, do, he wanted to help him to forget the past you come from rags of riches again I'm going to give you everything that the enemy took away from you and even more hallelujah I'm telling you church today we got a God that said if you'll stay on the straight and narrow I'm taking you to a place that you can't even imagine hallelujah It says in 1 Corinthians, and I didn't put this down, Sister KK, but it says in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, but as it is written, eyes have never seen, nor ears heard, neither had it entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. Sister Tammy, we think we've heard about it, and we have, but we can't even imagine. Hallelujah. That when we step inside them pearly gates, hallelujah, the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's going to be just like the day we got the Holy Ghost. All the most shackles are going to fall off. Amen. All the weights of sickness and diseases and infirmities and heartaches and pain. My God, I feel like preaching this morning. Hallelujah. They're going to fall off. He said you're going to have a brand new body. You're going to have a brand new life. Old things are going to pass away. You'll never have to see it again. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more sorrow. Amen. Sister says you won't have to come in with a helper by your side, but you're going to run. I said you're going to run to the master's seat, and you're going to bow down. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You're going to bow down before him and we're going to give him praise throughout the eternity for what God has brought us through. my God, when we get discouraged and down and out, we need to turn it around on the devil and say, devil, I'm not discouraged. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm pressing forward. I ain't looking for a way to get off this street. I ain't looking for a way to turn around. I'm pressing forward. Come on, brother. Come on Sister, come on, let's walk this old road. Come on, give me, come on, don't rebel against me. Come on. Let's walk this old road. I'm gonna help you along. We ain't gonna quit. We ain't gonna turn around. But we're gonna press forward toward the mark for the prize of the higher calling in Jesus. Who am I? Who am I? That's what Mephibosheth chef said, am I Who am I? That you would look upon me as like a, just an old dead dog, because that's about all I am. Good for nothing. That's what the devil wants to tell every one of you, all of us. I preached a message one time on empty containers that'd been thrown out the window. All the substance in it that was any good was all used up, and there was an empty vessel thrown out the window. People passed by, never reaching down to pick it up. But one day, Jesus come by. He said, "I believe I can use that vessel." Somebody discarded it and said it was no good no more. But you know what? I think I can just mold it into something. I can mold that vessel. And I can make him into a vessel of honor. Hallelujah! that I won't be ashamed of. I can put him on my ship. I can use him for something else. Hallelujah. I can make him a vessel that somebody, nobody else wanted to do anything with, but I want to use him for the glory of God. Hallelujah. That's how every one of us was. We was nothing but a dead dog. But Jesus reached down and pulled Brother Chris out of that pit of hell, and he said, I want to use you and he turned your life around hell tried to pull you back hell tried to pull you back in that old flesh You get weak sometimes and we've even stumbled and fall by the wayside but thank God he said oh no I'm not going to leave you the way I found you I'm going to turn you around brother I'm I'm going to turn you around And I'm going to put you all back together again I'm going to put a new desire in your heart I'm going to put a new zeal down in there Hallelujah, how many was glad when they said Let us go into the house of the Lord Hallelujah, because it's in this place That we find strength to be more than conquerors Through him, hallelujah. We were all born spiritually lame, regardless of how healthy these old physical bodies were. But according to Psalms 51 and 5, David understood this when he said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Paul explained this principle in Romans 5. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were all born with this crippling sin nature in our lives. If it were left to work in our de- debilitating work, I think that's the way you name pronounce that. We we would hide away and live our lives in darkness or obscurity. My life was dark. I thank God for the day the light came into my life. I thank God for the day He took me out of those dark places, Amen. Yes. and He shined a light in my heart. We cannot always can see that light of our own shining, but others can. When they look at you every day, we have to remember one thing: somebody's watching my light shine today, so I want to make sure my light shines Hallelujah. that they can see the way. I want us walk the path that somebody else can walk with me and know they're going to make heaven their home. I want to be the encourager. When somebody's down and out and feel like they can't make it anymore, I don't, God help me never get weary and well-doing because I know if I hold on and, and, and keep on, that I'm not gonna faint by the wayside. Amen. Amen. But I wanna I wanna be that encourager that's gonna give somebody a reason to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. When we turn through our life, when we help somebody turn their lives around through love, we don't have we don't have to give them all the do's and the don'ts that will weigh them down with weights that they can't bear. But we can show the love of God to them. It will give them a reason to want to come back and be a part and let the love of God change. If I change for you, I'm not going to change for very long, probably. not going to last. But it's his love, if, if if I can open my heart wide enough and get His love brother, down in my heart, deep enough, going to get in there. And little by little, he's going to help me to change. And little by little, it's going to start shining on the outside. Somebody else can see it through me. And that's what I want to be, a light in a dark world. Brother T, we're living in a dark Hard to walk around in a dark world, in a dark room. But when that light's turned on, you can find your way around. Somebody in my family may be in darkness right now, but if I keep walking, if I keep, if I keep trying, I know they're looking. So if I keep praying and I keep walking and showing that love of God despite words, despite things that they may do or say, one day it's all going to be good. If I could just pull one of them out of the pits. We're fixing to build a new church. I was looking at that building we was in. What a beautiful wedding last night or yesterday! But our church is going to be bigger than that building. And I'm thinking, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of souls to get in to fill up that building. Once we get that building built, be it known unto the church, the work ain't done. It's more important then than it is now to get that building filled with church with souls. I believe we can, don't you? Amen. If we'll show the love of God, if we'll reach out a little bit further, <laughs> if we'll go again and knock on that door again and ask the Holy Ghost to go before me and convict their hearts and prepare their heart. Today, God, prepare their heart. Just show me a door to knock on. Prepare that heart. And I would tell them about your love. And I would tell them what you have done for me in my life. How you brought me up. Many times that I've fallen and come short. But he never left me the way he found me. He's still working on me, Brother Lonnie. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. That's what it's all about. Whether we fish it, whether we're at a wedding, I'm telling you, it was amazing last night at this church. And I know Pastor and Sister Mahaney, they were war slap out. And I know some of you were. But no one gave up till it was all done, packed up and moved. Welcome to the family of God. That's what it's all about. Do you love the Lord today? Give the Lord a hand, praise for his love and mercy. Whoo. Hallelujah. God bless you today. Shake somebody's hand, tell them you love them. You're so glad to see them in the house of the Lord today.